0: We've been talking about different cultures of the kingdom of God. And tonight I want to talk about presence, his presence. And that's certainly one of the cultures of the kingdom is the presence of the king. Amen. And so let's just let's pray and let's get on into this word. Father, I thank you so much for your presence And I thank you, Lord, that these that are here, we're going to get into this word. And we're going to honor your presence tonight. Right now, we just welcome you here. We want to honor you right to start with and honor your presence, welcoming your presence, saying you're so welcome to be here with us right now. In Jesus name, we just yield to you, Holy Spirit to have your way in this time as we gather around the Word of God and in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, last week I had shared with you an encounter that I had had with the Lord um, and how he had said these things to me and um, and then he said something to me and when he did, I didn't understand it and I shrank back in fear. I really did. I, I withdrew, um, because of what was sick, because of what he said to me. And I immediately felt grieved over what I had done, but it still scared me. (laughs) I I mean, there was no pretending before the Lord. I mean, he already knew. And, um, and so I was saying, I'm so sorry. And, and I, I was, I was sad in my heart that I had seen an area where um, I didn't trust him because I didn't understand something. And um, in the meantime, as weeks went by, um, he talked to me about what he had said. And as soon as he said it, it was like, oh, man, you know, just now I see what you're talking about. Oh, dummy, dummy, dummy. And um then i heard something even with heidi baker that that she had said back a number of weeks ago when i went there something that she had said that just solidified what he told me and um and again i felt like oh because I didn't understand, I pulled back, and and it wasn't anything about what immediately went in my mind, you know. It was something completely different. And um, so anyway, all this time now has gone by, and I'm still trying to get back in that place, and I've not had that same encounter since, okay? I'm carrying you through that long story to get to somewhere. So this past Sunday morning, I had come in early, and I like to do that, and I was just up here at the front, and... Um, And I had this encounter with the Lord again. And um, again, I was saying, you know, like, I'm so sorry, you know. And he said, I never left. We never left that place. Your heart shrank back in fear, but I never left. I never left. And that's really what I want to talk about We've got to come to a place where we believe his word. One of the cultures of living in the kingdom of heaven is living and experiencing and being aware of his presence in our lives all the time. Amen. Amen. Matthew 28 verse 20 says, this is one of the things Jesus said to the disciples before he left. He said, hello, I'm with you always even unto the end of the age, I'm with you always. Turn to Hebrews 13. Let's look at this just a minute. He's giving. In, here's here's uh, the writer giving instructions to Christians. It says, "Let brotherly love continue." Starting in verse one. Let brotherly love continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some have unwittingly unwittingly entertained angels. Remember the prisoners as if chained with them, those who are mistreated, since you yourselves are in the body also. Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. He's saying, I'll never leave you or forsake you so that you can say, I don't ever have to be afraid. I don't ever have to worry. God's my helper. I don't ever have to be afraid of anything. Man can't do anything to me. I can always be assured of his presence in my life. And because of his presence in my life, I don't have to be afraid. And I don't have to be concerned about, about my provision. He said, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with what you have because he'll never leave you or forsake you. You won't have to go without is what he's saying here. I'll never leave you, and because of that, you'll never go un- not taken care of. By God, by the covenant that we have in the New Testament, by the by the New Testament covenant, He's in us. Amen. He's in us by covenant, and He's promised never to leave us. He's in us by covenant. And is promised never to leave us. Even when you can't feel his presence, you can trust his word and you need to learn to become aware of his presence. Yeah, you can trust his word even when you don't feel his presence, but we can learn to become aware of his presence. Remember, um, last year when, um, or year and a half, however long ago it was, when I, my flight was, canceled in Washington, D.C., and I rode around for, what, three hours around Maryland, D.C., and Virginia with this cab driver for three hours trying to find where I belonged. And I can't tell you, oh, I feel his presence, but I was so acutely aware of his presence. I didn't feel his presence. But I was very, very aware of his presence. We've got to learn to become aware of his presence. And there are two things that affect our awareness that I want to talk to you about. Number one is our valuing of his presence. And number two is our willingness to protect or guard his presence in our lives. These are two really important things. My valuing his presence and my willingness to guard his presence. Turn with me to Exodus 33, and let's talk for a few minutes about our value of His presence. I just want us to look at some of this. In Exodus 33, and I'll look at 1 through 3 first. Then the Lord said to Moses, Depart and go up from here, you and the people whom you've brought out of the land of Egypt to the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying to your descendants, I will give it. And I'll send my angel before you, and I'll drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, and the Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up in your midst, lest I consume you on the way, for you're a stiff-necked people. But... I will send my angel before you, and they will drive out all the ites out of the land. They'll do it. I will send them before you. They'll drive them all out, and you can go in and, and enter into that land. Look at verse 13. Now, therefore, if I pray, this is Moses. Now, therefore, I pray if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And Abraham said, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up. Do not bring us up from here. I don't want to, I'm not going without your presence. You can send all the angels of heaven. I'm not going without your presence. I don't want to go anywhere without your presence. You see the valuing of God's presence here. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you've spoken for you've found grace in my sight and I know you by name. Now look over here at verse nine. I want you to see this other guy who obviously values God's presence, and that's Joshua, came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose and worshipped each man in his tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend, And he would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. It was amazing to me the times that Moses is in the presence of the Lord, but Joshua hangs around. He's always hanging around where the presence of God is. And I, I, I don't know that there's scripture necessarily to prove this, but I would say that most likely God chose Joshua to lead after Moses and to, and to carry the children of Israel into the promised land. I would say that he probably did that because Joshua had such a desire and a love and a value for God's presence. I'd say that's probably why he chose him, why God chose him. And that's also probably why he did a good job in leading them, huh? Because he valued God's presence. Billy Graham said, and I have it written down somewhere, the exact number that he said, but I don't remember. It was 90-something percent, and I don't want to try to guess it. because um, I just can't remember. Billy Graham said, 90-something percent of church activities would continue on even if the Holy Spirit left. Because we've actually learned how to do church without His presence. People have learned how, you know, you come in and you do the prayer and you do the songs. You don't have to have His presence to do the songs. You've just got good voices and good band members and so forth. And somebody gets up and leads in prayer and you've got different activities that you're doing and you can, you do your lessons and you, you, You go through the stuff. You do Christian activities and and there's busyness and so forth. And he said 90-something percent of church stuff would just keep right on going, even if the Holy Spirit weren't here because we've learned to do church without his presence. And and unfortunately, that's the case in our lives, too. We've not only learned how to do church, we've learned how to do life without God's presence every day continuously throughout the day i don't mean we never recognize him any time of day but his but just being continually aware we've learned how to do life without having to be continually aware of him all throughout the day um the one of the things that heidi baker had seen in that vision was um these chariots ready to go But the leadership had the reins in their hands and the Lord shouted and said, tell the church to give up her control. Get, get the reins out of her hands and give them to me, give it to me. That was a good word. (laughs) That was a good word. And, you know, with leadership, we we totally understand with leadership, well, of course, you can't lead a church, and you can't preach, and you can't lead in areas without presence. But what about daily life? What about the continual need and the continual desire for His presence all throughout your day? What about that? Or do we just get up in the morning and maybe have devotion and then spend our day so busy doing, 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 doing that we are not aware of His presence, right there with us in everything that we're doing. Everything we're doing, whether it's cutting grass, whether it's—and um, He always shows up when you're cutting grass, by the way. <laughs> whether it's cutting grass, whether it's shopping, whether it's busy doing whatever you're doing on your job, wherever you're at, whatever it is you're doing. I want—I want to be continually aware of His presence. And give way continuously to his input. I, I want to. But unfortunately, a lot of Christians really aren't thinking about that. And see, he's with us all day long. That's just the thing. He's with us. We're just not aware. We can go so busy going at it, doing stuff and so distracted and and distracted with busyness and so forth that he's there. It isn't like he ever left. He's there for sure. But we're totally unaware. We're not, we're not even aware that he's there with us constantly, continuously, never leaving us. And I would say that the, The day we live in, the distractions of this age, and I know that every era, every age has had its own distractions. I'm aware of that. But I would say that the distractions and the busyness and the continual entertainment and activities and people can't function without a cell phone plastered to their face just about. It's my lifeline. I can't do life like without it and stuff. I'm going to say this to you. I believe that there is such busyness and such distraction, and these things numb us from being aware of his presence. They do. They numb us. They desensitize us from the awareness of his presence in our lives. We're so distracted. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot you were right here. Ever been praying (laughs) and and get... Wandering off somewhere else and oh, oh yeah, wait a minute, <laughs> you're right here. But how about doing life like that? How about doing life that way where we, are y'all following me? Are y'all okay? I just, I believe that the things that are going on have us so distracted that we, we, we have to be really careful or we become numb. To his presence in our lives. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He's right here right now. He's anywhere I go. <laughs> Whether it's the bathroom or the store. He's with me all the time. Always. No matter how busy I am. But I can become so busy. That I'm not aware he's there. And that's that's the point. And, and people are getting used to doing life that way. People are getting used to doing their lives that way. Now, we know we need His presence. We know that. Every one of us. all I think all Christians would say, well, of course I know I need His presence. I think they all would. But how many of you know we don't always go after what we need? <laughs> I mean, really. You, know, I, you hear people, and I'm sure I've said it too. Well, I know I need to, but... Well, I know I should, but, you know, we don't always go after and do the stuff we need to do. And so it's going to have to be more than I need His presence. It's going to have to come to a place where it's a deep desire for His presence. That I don't want to do life without you. Without the awareness of you in my life all day. I don't want, I don't want to do the busyness of life without a want that without the continual awareness of your presence in my life. Amen. It's, it's not just about knowing my need. It's got to become a desire, a deep desire. As a matter of fact, and there's going to have to be a great valuing of his presence. Cause if I value his presence, then I'm going to guard my heart. I'm going to guard my life so as not to uh, to lose the awareness of his presence. If I really want his presence in my life, then I want to guard that. We've got to jealously guard his presence over our lives. David was a man who was after God's heart. David was a man who valued the presence of God in his life. And he said something in Psalm 16, if you'll turn there, that's very insightful for us. Something I believe we could learn from. Psalm 16. Y'all okay? Let's look at verse, um, start with 7. I will bless the Lord... ...who has given me counsel, my heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Verse 11, you will show me the path of life in your presence... Is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Now look back at that verse eight. I have set the Lord before me always. And in this, you see something. He has set the Lord by adjusting his heart until he realizes and recognizes and becomes aware of of his presence. I will set my heart until I become aware there he is, right there. It reminded me of, um, I had this conversation this week with somebody. We used to have an antenna when I was a little girl and we had this big box on top of the television and it had a dial on it. And that thing was connected to that outside antenna and you'd set that thing like north, northeast or whatever and it would begin to turn that antenna until it picked up The reception where you could get that channel in. Okay? Y'all don't have a clue about that. Y'all don't understand what I'm talking about. I know you don't. But there may be one or two people that know what I'm talking about in here. But we had one. Okay? Okay? And it reminded me of that thing with this. He set his heart before the Lord by adjusting his heart until... There he is. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of that dial. He set his heart by adjusting it until it came in alignment. It's, and he recognized there's his presence. I set my my heart upon him always. I've set the Lord always before me. And then he goes on talking down in verse 11 about his presence. I set him before me. In other words, I'm going to adjust my heart Till I'm aware of presence. I'm not just. I'm not just. Well I just don't ever feel the presence of God. It's not a matter of of always feeling his presence. But you can be aware. You can be aware of his presence. And not even feel him. But you know he's there. I can stand beside Joanne. She didn't have to see me. And she, I don't have to touch her, but she can be very aware that I'm there. Amen. And you can become, you can learn to become so aware of His presence, like in that in that cab. I didn't feel His presence. I wasn't trying to by faith. I just, I know You're here because You said You'd never leave me for a second. It wasn't anything like that. I was acutely aware He's here. Oh, He's here. He's in the car. I don't feel Him. I don't smell Him. I can't touch Him. But he's here, and I know he's here. He's very much here. The thing that we have as Christians that so powerfully sets us apart from other religions is the fact that Jesus came, he died and paid the price needful to redeem us to God, and then God raised him up from the dead, and he is alive, and he comes and lives on the inside of us. They ain't no other religions got that, y'all. <laughs> Their gods are dead. They're dead. They were good men. They're dead. Jesus was a good man. Paid a price. Died for us. Arose again on the third day and comes and lives inside of us. Amen. Amen. This is one of the most valuable things we have. He said, "I'll come live in you, and I'll be with you always. I'll never leave you." This is this is one of the most valuable things we have as a Christian. So we cannot allow the busyness of life, the the, the distractions of life, to to numb us from the awareness of He's in me. He's not here. He's in here. He's in me. I can sense He's right here. I don't have to feel Him. I don't have to have goosebumps. I don't have to cry. I don't have to have that feeling. It's wonderful when all that happens. Yeah. I'm not taken away from that. But I don't have to have that. I can become so aware. And we've got to set our heart before the Lord purposefully and become aware. Learn to become aware of His presence. Amen. You know... I've said, I've mentioned several times about um, knowing by faith because he said so in his word, and I've done that one. <laughs> I have, I've done that one before, where where I know by faith, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But just knowing in his word, just knowing in theory, isn't good enough by itself. The truth of God's Word is supposed to bring us into experiencing God's Word. Isn't that true? Isn't it true? The truth of His Word should bring us into an experience. And so knowing the truth That he said he would never leave us or forsake us. I know he'll never leave me. I know he'll never forsake me. Even until the end of the age, he'll never leave me. I know that. That truth should bring me to a place of becoming aware of his presence. Of having that awareness continuously. Amen. This is good word. This is good word. And it's really important word for us right now. In this season where we're at, it's really important for us to learn no matter where we are. And you know, when trouble comes, boy, oh boy, you really like knowing he's here. When you're riding around for three hours (laughs) with a guy you don't know and you have no phone or anything and you don't know where he's taking you. First thing he did was pulled over and we went off the whole system. It's a good thing to know that the presence of God is with you. It's a good thing to be aware. He's here, right here with me. I'm very thankful of that. It's a good thing. I wasn't afraid because of that. If I hadn't had that, I maybe would have been. You know, I maybe would have been. We know by the new covenant that he's in us and won't leave us. Amen. But then there's also a place of his presence resting on us. There's, there's, he's in me and he'll never leave me, right? But then there's a place of him resting upon me. And not every Christian walks in that. Not every Christian walks in that. They can. They can. It's not for a chosen few. They can. Every Christian can walk in that, but every Christian doesn't walk in it. It's been given to us, but here's the deal. The measurement of his presence upon us in our lives is determined by how much we value his presence and our willingness to guard it. In other words, stewardship, I value it and I guard it. And according to how I, the measure of how I value and guard his presence, that's how I will have presence upon my life. Not just he's living in you. Every born-again believer, he's living. But you've got to know that there are people who are born again. He's living inside of them. He won't leave them or forsake them, but they don't carry presence. You've got to know that there's a difference. We've got to know that. You've got to have recognized that. There are people who carry presence. And the the key is really the faithfulness of what you've been given qualifies you, you know, and it qualifies you for more to whom when you're when you're faithfully stewarding what's given to you, then there's more available for you and you only have what you faithfully guard. Amen. Amen. What you'll faithfully and jealously guard. I'm not willing to become so busy that I'm numb to the presence of, of God in my life. That I become numb and, and I can't, I'm not aware. I'm so busy with life. I'm so burdened down with life. I don't even realize He's here. You can go in churches and He's there and they don't even act like they know it. I remember Teresa Mears telling me that years ago that she'd gone somewhere and she said the presence of God was so powerful in there. I was so aware of his presence and people acted like they had no clue he was in the room. And that's not to make fun of the people. It's to recognize, to realize that you can be a Christian and not aware of his presence in your life. And I don't want that. I don't want that for me and I don't want it for any of you. God doesn't either. More so than me. God doesn't want it. Your guarding demonstrate, your guarding your heart where His presence is concerned, that really demonstrates your value of His presence. It really does. Stop and think about that a minute. The way I guard His presence demonstrates how I value His presence. Amen. How I guard his presence in my life, it really demonstrates how I value his presence. Turn over to um, John 1, verse 32. Now, this is when John baptized Jesus. In the Jordan River. And verse 32 says, And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. Now I heard Bill Johnson say this one time. He said, How would you handle your life? How would you walk? How would you handle your life and your activities if you wanted to keep a dove on you? If a dove came and rested upon you, how would you, how would you carry yourself if you didn't want him to leave? It's a good question. Think about how would how would we carry ourselves? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's not that we would have to do it like that with the Holy Spirit, but we would guard ourselves because we don't we We want him on us. He is already in us, but we want his presence upon us. So we can carry his presence. Listen, when we're carriers of his presence, we affect the atmosphere around us. When you carry presence, you affect the atmosphere. You can come into a place and change an atmosphere because you carry presence. And it isn't like you gotta come in and do some funky stuff to do it, you know? You can come in because you carry presence. His presence changes the atmosphere. Amen. I believe, like I said a few minutes ago, I believe that the awareness of his presence is going to be so important for us, especially in the days ahead. I believe it's going to be so important for us. Not only that we are are people who carry hope. We have hope. We're people of hope. We're people who are overflowing with joy. We're people who carry peace. We live in peace and we carry peace. But we're also people who are very aware of the presence of the Lord in our lives and we carry his presence. See, when we're aware of his presence and we jealously guard his presence on our lives, in our lives, and we're so aware of him there. I mean, see, that's what happens when you're carrying a dove. You're aware he's there. That's the that's the main key is that you're aware he's there. Like, oh, man, I forgot to turn like that. I forgot he was there. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't have turned that way. He just flew off. You see what I mean? The, the, the big key is being aware. And when we become aware of his presence in our lives, we carry his presence. And I, I just believe that it's going to be really important in the days ahead for the church. To really know. Not just a matter of his word says so, so I believe it. That's vital. Not taking away from that, okay? I'm not, you know I'm a word woman. I'm not taking away from that. But I have, but I also am learning and have learned to be aware. Here he is. Here he is. And then I can pick up in a room, in a situation, I can, I can pick right up on the presence of God and I can lean in to Him. Amen. I can be strengthened. I can know what to do or I can know to be quiet and do nothing or whatever. I can lean right into Him. Amen. And so I just, I had, I had a little bit of instruction from the Lord, not anything major. He said, I, I want him to be brought into an encounter. I want everybody to be able to encounter. And and in the encountering his presence, it's just, okay, I, I want to be aware this is him. So I want, he gave me a little bit of instruction on that. And so if, if, if you're interested, I want you to just come up here. Just, just let's, just come on up here. And if you'll <coughs> give me just a minute and, and then you can turn that music on. If I wanted to keep the dove on I would sway. <laughs> <laughs> just, just line right up here if you would. It's not anything to be afraid of at all. It's just gonna be wonderful. <laughs> and you can learn to do this in your own home, in your own private time. I want you right now just take your hands over your head and just I just right now I shut down all the reasonings and distractions over my mind. I just shut down all that stuff, the busyness where I'm thinking about everything that's going on. I just shut that down right now in Jesus' name. I ask you, Lord, help every one of these just to quiet their minds, just to quiet their minds, just to quiet their minds, all those distractions and reasonings. And right now, we just break off all that outer stuff. Just, just brush it off of you. We just break off all of that outer stuff. The busyness of the day, the distractions, whether it was children or activities or chores or stuff that happened or whatever. We just brush that stuff off right now in the name of Jesus. Just, just shake it off of you. Just brush it off your shoulders. Usually by the time I get right there, it's like, there he is. <laughs> And right now, we just give place to you, Holy Spirit. We just give place to you. We, I want you to teach this people. You can go ahead, Jonathan. Teach this people to become so aware of your presence in their lives. Anyone that has struggled with this, I just break off all those distractions, all that busyness of the mind, all of that stuff. And just whoo, right there, You here he is. He's right here. <laughs> There He is right there. There He is right there. You just become aware. There He is right there. He's just right there. All that stuff. All that stuff. And there He is. There He is. All that stuff, just just falling off to the side just for this moment. And there He is. He's just right there. Just right there. Just right there He is. Just right there He is. Every one of them, you said, Lord, to bring each one into an encounter. Every one of them, Everyone, all that stuff off, all that stuff off, all that stuff, all of that stuff just shaken off for right now. Just your presence right there you are, right there you are, right there you are. Right there you are. Thank you, Lord thank you Lord